Hey, film fans, I'm Jackie Lynn here with Dave Demris for our latest episode of Was It That Bad? The show where we watch films that have a bad rap, but actually might be worth a watch. A clown invasion has taken place, and they are out to get you with their cotton candy space blasters, mutating popcorn, and toxic cream pies. Clowns haunt your dreams on the regs? The killer clowns from outer space put a fine line between creepy and cheesy. Was the movie a real gag, or was it that bad? Our guest, Glenn Thompson, is back. Thanks for joining us, Glenn. I'm very happy to be back. Awesome. All right, Dave, what do you think? Killer clowns from outer space. Was it that bad? No, not at all. Uh, this movie rules. I, I love it. It was a lot of fun. I was just go back to 1988, which was a big year for horror movies. We covered one of those a couple of weeks ago in Halloween 4. It was a big year for sequels in horror movies. In addition to Halloween 4, we got Nightmare on Elm Street 4, Friday the 13th Part 7, Poltergeist 3, Hellraiser 2. And this was a, a nice addition as an original idea. This movie was written by three brothers, the Kyoto brothers. It was directed by Steven Kyoto and his brothers, Charles and Edward, uh, co-wrote this movie. It was really good. I, I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Uh, it was only 86 minutes long, so you don't have to spend a lot of time with these characters. I don't know if this was so much a movie as a collection of scenes, and we'll get into the scenes later. But it just seemed like it was, we were going from one thing that happens to the next. And there is like a core story, but I don't think that's really important in the grand scheme of things. Like there's a lot of plot holes and I, I think you just take your Oscar hat off for this one and enjoy. It was 86 minutes long, 6.2 on IMDb, 76 on Rotten Tomatoes. So it, it, it has fans. It's, it's kind of a cult classic now for lack of a better term. Um, this film was made on a small budget of $2 million. And you can see that with some of the special effects that take place, but yeah, not a, not a, an awards bait type movie. Just, I, I thought it was a lot of fun and an original idea. Glenn, what did, what did you think of this? Um, yeah, I, I walked in, I, I had no idea what this movie was. I actually intentionally like avoided reading anything about it. I didn't watch the trailer. I was like, I'm going to go in and I'm going to assume that the title tells me everything I need to know about what I'm about to watch. And I was not wrong <laughs> for 86 <laughs> minutes. I was like, this title fit the bill. And I'm not surprised, but I was also pleasantly surprised because I actually I actually had a lot of fun. And um, I will get into this later, but I, I would add this to films. I would rewatch in the future just for the heck of it, for sure. <laughs> so. Yeah, really good movie. And it, it has like a relatively unknown cast. The only person who I, I recognized here was John Vernon, who played the older cop, Curtis Mooney. Mm -hmm. He was the dean in Animal House. And there's a bunch, he was a bunch of other stuff. The only things I recognized were he was on an episode of Tales from the Crypt that I remember. And he, he had a little arc on Doogie Hauser. But the other actors in this are relative unknowns. Uh, Grant Kramer, who plays the lead character, Mike, Mike Tobacco, which is just an awesome name. <laughs> I saw that in the credits. I'm like, what? That's his name? Okay. <laughs> just, 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 a, just a cool name. And we get into the internet research, but most of the, the characters' names are 
people that the director and his brothers, the Kyoto brothers, they grew up with. So Mike Tobacco was a childhood friend oh, uh, <laughs> of these people. So stepping on the according to the internet a little bit, but yeah, just relatively unknown cast, but it still works. It's it's a really memorable movie. I think I, are both of you, Glenn. This is this was your first time. You said yeah. Mm-hmm. And Jackie was this year. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so, same here. I took a similar approach that Glenn did. I didn't want to know anything going into it. Okay. Yeah. I had seen this several times as a kid. And so when I was like, this was 1988. So I was like 10 or 11 years old when I saw this for the first time. Hadn't seen it in about 20-ish years. And I was excited because we were we were picking out scary movies to do for October. We did Halloween 4. We did I Know What You Did Last Summer. And this was the last one of our the scary movies we chose. So I was like excited to have an excuse to rewatch this. <laughs> So Jackie, as as a first time viewer of this, uh, what what did you think? I'm really glad I watched it too. I was pleasantly surprised that this was a really fun film to watch, despite despite the very bizarre nature of it. And like you guys were saying, you can't walk into this too seriously. Um, I realized that. It's it's a batshit crazy film, and it knows that it is batshit crazy, <laughs> and it runs with it. You just have to accept it and in, enjoy it, and I did have to take off my over-analysis goggles. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I was really skeptical at first, but, but it was fun, and it was campy, yeah. and yeah. they use all the cheap tricks, and it was a good time. I would definitely rewatch this. Yeah, the the reviews were large. There were a lot of positive reviews. Um, one I read was the film is patently absurd, but the filmmakers are committed to that absurdity, so it's not that hard to respect. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, you could tell that this was a passion piece for for these three brothers. They had written the movie a long time ago. I like the the opening song that we have. That was that was surprising. I, I said it song. made it worth it made it worth the five dollars I spent to rent this movie or to buy this movie because I was like that song alone I would just put it on just for that song. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a song written by the Dickies, and I'll step on internet research more here. They were contracted for this, and they were just told the name of the film, and they had they wrote this song before they saw a still from this film or anything. They they just saw Killer Clowns from Outer Space. And they said, okay, well, what, what's a song that we think would be about killer clowns from outer space? So this this song is what they came up with. It's a really good song by the Dickies. I have this in favorite scenes, the opening title sequence. And it's just it was just really brief. I like how they open with the the film actors, and it's kind of like ominous. They just have a black screen, and then it goes from like this eerie feel. They start playing that song and the, the title screen pops up. And you know this is gonna be kind of a, a fun, ridiculous movie. Why don't we take a quick break and then we'll talk about our favorite scenes in the movie. Favorite scenes. So I already talked about the opening title sequence. Uh, The second scene I had written down here was the ice cream truck scene where it's this, this park of just, it looked like teen. I guess they're, they, they all look like they're like 25 to 30 years old, but I think, I I think they're playing high schoolers or early college at at best. (laughs) I was trying to gauge their age, but they're all in cars making out like very scandalously. So I'm like, (laughs) they seem like college kids, but they don't usually have to go out of their, out of their way for that. And the movie makes a point, like these two kids get caught for drinking in town and they're like, do you live on campus? Yes. (laughs) 
and like the whole idea of like okay so they could be college kids but also like when do kids stop going to scenic outlooks to make out with each other in groups like does that stop after high school i don't know <laughs> 80s movies never explain no. that <laughs> but even even if they were like college students as as you mentioned they still look like they're grown old. adults yeah, they're adults <laughs> And then there was there was this storyline, I and I guess this is where you just it seemed like at points they were trying to do storylines. It was Mike Tobacco and Debbie were dating, but Debbie's ex was the one cop, Dave Hansen. The good and, cop, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then so we have all these kids making out in the opening scene, and then these ice cream drop ice cream truck drivers the terenzi brothers who i who i just, just thought were really funny in this movie and it's like the worst mark worst marketing ever you know, I remember as a kid the ice cream truck would come when you were like playing basketball with your friends and they would drive by maybe they have money it's hot it's a hot day out this ice cream truck just goes to a park with a bunch of kids making out and the one guy in the middle says, of the night yeah yeah just terrible marketing strategy I, the yell out of the truck is like ice cream, ice cream. We brought our goodies here to you, a tasty treat for while you screw. <laughs> just, I had that written down too. An, an, an all time jingle there, and then people just start throwing stuff out of that, throwing stuff at them. Just, I, I thought this was just a, a funny opening scene in the movie. Uh, Glenn, what what'd you think of this scene? It's it's like it's the moment where you know that these guys are going to be your comedic relief throughout the entire film like that's so clear from the way it's set up because like then the two girls come out of the back and they're like we didn't we said we you said we could have all the ice cream we wanted you didn't say anything else and, the, and he's like don't take your shirt off and she's like don't worry i won't and i'm just sitting there like this scene is so badly written but at the same time like exactly the film i'd expect to see at the start of a movie called killer clowns from outer space <laughs> What did you think of the scene, Jackie? Yeah, it was kind. Of, it was kind of awkward, um, but it was it was comedically awkward at the same time. And yeah, you guys covered a lot of the same points that I have in my notes as well. Um, just coming out in the middle of the night with an ice cream truck. I don't know what they were thinking. And they the were top. they were trying yeah. to bag some babes with that themselves. <laughs> Anyways, that was part of their their babe magnet strategy they invested in this ice cream truck and, it's and then it, it was <laughs> I don't it was like it. more and then there was like more of an attempt at a story because we learned that the Terenzi brothers are childhood friends of Mike Tobacco and they grew up together and that was just kind of like we're, we're as we watch the movie again we're like okay sure and I don't I don't care about the story necessarily or the, what, the history of these characters what did he say he's like he said something like when I want a crazy night out, I call those guys. I call <laughs> like, okay. yeah. In an ice cream truck driving they, around. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> they, they just show up with a box of ice cream. It's We're every party. party now. Don't worry. jeez. <laughs> oh, What's another scene either of you noted? Oh, God. There was, I mean, there was like up and down throughout this whole movie. But um, one of my favorites is t- closer to the end. Uh there's the scene where they're at the cops or the the two cops are at the station and he walks in and he discovers like the footsteps on the floor and then he discovers like the cell's been broken into and there's cotton candy all over it and he comes out and the clown like turns around in the chair and he's got the other cop on his arm like like a puppet and i was like that's actually freaking me out a little bit like 
that scene was well done in terms of the kind of like committedness of that moment. Um, Moody, you know, he, he just acts it so well. And I was like, man, if the movie was all of that, I would be terrified this entire time. So I had the scene too, and I had it noted down that this was the only scene in the movie that I thought was kind of scary. Yeah. Like yeah. everything else, like there's a lot of, there's a lot of death in this movie, but most of them are, are comedic. Um, but this scene I thought was just really creepy because he's got his hand, the clown's got his hand, I, I guess, I don't know where, up Mooney, could, could be up Mooney's ass for all I know. <laughs> but, but it was, when he pulled his hand away, it was covered in blood and he gets him to say, don't worry, Dave, all we want to do is kill you. And it's and so it's, dense. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But this guy, can we talk about John Vernon in this movie? How oh, bad, man. how bad of a cop he was. Oh, like, just, oh, I have lots of notes about that. I, I still want to add more to this scene. We, yeah, we can, we can get into it. Um, but people are calling him saying, you know, there's, there's clowns, you know, they're, they're turning people into cotton candy. Like <laughs> my friends are dead and he's just hanging up on these people. The one guy he calls and he says, uh, oh, what does he say? He says, I need help from my wife. And he says, no, you need a psychiatrist. And then he hangs <laughs> up on him. He's just like, a, a re- just like your your quintessential like bad cop in a movie but like was like, this guy if 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 bad cop was taken to the most extremely cheesy bad version of bad cop <laughs> i think jackie you have some thoughts on that scene that we're talking about but i'm just curious like that, that character is yeah, oh, no yeah. no it's okay it's okay um i i know there was one point where he's like i know what you guys are trying to do Bring me down. Drive me out of the force. Well, it's going to take a hell of a lot more than a lame little prank like this, you know. He, he, at one point, he's talking to those two kids who are drinking in town, and he's like, scum like you are the reason this town is being destroyed, or something like that. He says that. And then he takes the one, and he slams him into a wall. And you're like, <laughs> oh my gosh, like, are you? brutality like, much? Like, yeah. The one, the, and then, of course, the other cop's like, you cannot do that. That's horrible. And he's like, well, you're just awful like, it's it's this entire exchange of like you're part of the problem and i'm like we just watched you beat someone up for the sake of your story so. and that was more that was more backstory i guess that there were one of those nuggets that they're trying to make like a long drawn out story as opposed to just a movie about clowns right. turning people in the cotton candy it was because uh dave hansen the uh, the good the quote-unquote good cop in this movie he says, like, I know you don't like my training, but you're, you're going to have to deal with that or something. So these two have, like, a history that they were trying to paint for us. And, yeah, I thought it, Mooney's death in this movie, I thought it was was a pretty creepy scene. And I, I liked it. I had written down in my notes that I was hoping he was going to get it. <laughs> How does he bite the dust? And what I – so he, he 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 throws the one clown in jail, and then what I, I forget what happens – does he does an arm come out of his mouth and slam his head into the the bars? Oh, God. It's something like that because it's, it's like something like that. It's like this moment where like you just get another like one of the things I was gonna say is these clowns are legitimately terrifying clowns. Like for all yeah. of the silliness and rompiness of this movie, the clowns are legitimately terrifying creatures. <laughs> and every time they kill someone, I'm like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> That was horrible, and I would never want to be there for like for that, you know. So that would that would suck to go out that way (laughs) as cotton candy. It's just a giant ball of cotton candy. Oh, right. I don't know. Like, go ahead, Jackie. They they just don't show any reservations. Like once 
you see one of those clowns, it's pretty much over. Which, like, I totally buy into that because one of the other scenes that got me was the scene at the restaurant. The little girl's eating, her parents are talking, and the clown's, like, beckoning her outside the window to, like, come outside. And, like, first of uh, all, uh, you'd never get that scene greenlit today in a movie. It, it, I just don't even see how that would happen. But, like, <laughs> totally it, was, agree. it was legitimately, like, I was with my partner on the couch, and we were like, is she? Is she? Is she gonna? <laughs> oh my god! Is she gonna take her? And then she like gets to the door and opens it, and that's when the mom catches her. And you know that some producer somewhere went, "Yeah, uh-uh. we, we <laughs> probably can't do that." Yeah. But... <laughs> well, they I mean, they kill... killed the dog in the beginning. Yes. So I was say that, when yeah. they kill the dog, you know, you know it's serious. I'm sorry. Right. But they then did they not start show... going after kids. They did not show the death of the dog. That's the one thing. Like, that's true. Like. You could tell there was at least a little bit of a line, but where the line was drawn was pretty great. Apparently, they they did show the dog, but not the dog in the when Mike and Debbie go into the cotton candy factory for the first time, and you see Mike's like, "This looks like a cotton candy factory. They must this just must be where they uh, hang the stuff out to ship out." Um, and then he pulls the cotton candy down. This was towards the no. beginning of the movie, and you see the the farmer's face. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw the farmer's face. But um, there was a, a smaller cotton candy pod behind him, and that was the, the dog that they. Yeah, I. Yeah, I don't like. Uh, I don't like when dogs die. We we got, we talked about. We did Halloween four. A dog died in that one too. Yeah, I just. Well, I'm I mean, anti dog death. And that movies. that whole, I mean, <laughs> the whole farmer bit was worth it too. Just like <laughs> talk about absurdity mounting on top of absurdity. This random farmer who sounds like he's in a children's cartoon <laughs> coming in and like, what happened to my dog? And you're like, okay, well, here you go too. This is, if the dog is gone, you're gone. That's a given. Um, and there's just this giant circus in the middle of the forest yeah. in the middle of the night. And he's I like, yeah, the yeah, circus. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, are you sure it wasn't a nuclear power plant, a missile silo or a military base? <laughs> Uh, and then he like grabs like, it and he gets electrocuted and he's like, this thing's wired. And you're like, well, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a aw- terrible slash awesome 80s dialogue in this movie all, all the way through. <sighs> Loved it. Um, another scene I have written down here is just they, they did a little killing montage yeah. for, for a minute. We, we get the girl and I, I think they're just like, we want a random hot girl in this movie. So they have a, a random hot girl and she shows up to the door and the clowns all have boxes of pizza They're delivering pizza. <laughs> and the one clown comes out of the pizza box, shoots her, kills her, turns her into cotton candy. And then the, the very next scene is a lady and they come with a, a Valentine and he's like, I guess her husband's name is Chip. She goes, Chip, is this from you? And they don't show that death. They just show him pull out his gun. And we were just left to believe that she was the next victim. So it was like a mi- little mini killing montage. I, I got it. a kick out of the amount of people who just stood there and watched as the clowns like <laughs> were they like this legitimately terrifying clown just is like hi and then you're yeah they kill you. you're like okay <laughs> it's it's like they froze and then they threw yeah. their hands up yeah. <laughs> and they didn't do anything I don't know if it was right before I didn't have this in my notes but I, now I'm remembering it I don't know if it was right before or during this montage but they, they show the the puppet show this this like teenager oh he's he's watching the puppet show and it turns out to be the one clown and he he shoots this guy dead and you know none of these people did anything they didn't get in their way they were just they just happened to be there the, uh, yeah the, these clowns were despite being 
comic as Glenn alluded to, they, they, yeah, they were pretty vicious and they didn't really have any discrimination when it came to then, just killing then, women, children, dogs. There's this whole moment, like the, the clown is walking down the sidewalk and he sees people coming towards him. And so instead of killing them, he stops and pretends to be an ornament in front of the store. And he's like waving at them as they go inside <laughs> the store and they like stop and they're like, that's okay, I guess. And they walk inside and then it's this pharmacy thing that goes on for like, Oh yeah, no, I have several minutes. You know, and like the whole thing of like they're destroying this pharmacy, and it turns out they're just shopping. They're just trying to get all the candy and stuff. (laughs) So I I put pharmacy scene in my notes, and then I realized this this spreads out through like four different sequences in the movie. Like this goes out through almost the entire movie, where where we just see these clowns in the pharmacy. Uh, I have a lot of notes on this, but uh, Jackie, what do you think of the pharmacy scene in general? I feel like they were kind of recycling footage, especially of the reaction <laughs> of the shop owner, who's just yeah. kind of standing there staring at these bizarre clowns. And, and they've nothing killed is people indicating there. to him that there he were cocoons in there. Just GTFO. Yeah. He doesn't no. go anywhere, he just watches. <laughs> I don't know what else the red flag is. Well, he's like, he's like, yeah. well, it looks like they're going to buy something. Maybe, maybe I'll just stick around. But I don't there know. were. I think I think Glenn Glenn just mentioned there were two cocoons because we saw the cotton candy cocoons with shoes coming out of them. So they killed two people in there. And yeah, th- this scene goes on for a long time. They're just I think the one clown brings a bunch of stuff to the register. I don't think we see the pharmacy shop owner die, but we're left to assume that he did. And he does. He does call Mooney, the, the bad cop at one point. And then this was just part of his him being a shitty cop. He essentially just hangs up on him. Yeah. And yeah, because we got in the Mooney death scene, we we see the pharmacy call before, and yeah, the scene went on for a long time, but I thought I thought it was effective in the movie. Uh, I don't think you can, I don't think you can get away talking about this movie without talking about Clownzilla at the end. <laughs> you <laughs> literally like if you've seen this movie and you don't talk about that, then I'm not sure you've actually watched this movie <laughs> because it's 30 seconds of stop animation, you know, stop motion, and uh you know originally there well, i'm sure we'll talk about this like the idea was one of the directors was going to get in a suit and play that part yep and then it became this much bigger thing but you're just looking at it and it's you know i i think the thing about killer clowns that i came to love throughout it was this was a b movie but it was also an absolute homage to b movies in all of their cheesiness and all of their insanity and creative love you know and and for people who aren't familiar b movies were you know from the up until the 50s they were the bottom half of the lower bill so if you went to the movies you saw two movies you got a cheap movie for you know as your second movie it wasn't very good and then when that kind of stopped being a thing b movies became just lower budget movies right so this is absolutely one of those b movies but it's so like it knows what it is and it doesn't try to be anything else. And that clownzilla scene was like the culmination of the <laughs> absurdity of <laughs> this movie. <laughs> yeah. And just to piggyback on the absurdity of clownzilla, we see the, the Terenzis, he throws their truck and it explodes. And I remember watching it like, Oh, okay. The Terenzis are dead. Finally, that was inevitable that these <laughs> goofballs are going to die. And then they just show up later in the movie. Like, Oh yeah, we were just, in, we were in the cooler. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, oh and they apparently um <laughs> they apparently had some intimate relations with two of the clowns from the looks of yeah. things <laughs> oh yeah they survived that too yeah that was and, weird oh yeah it was yeah, really one... weird and nobody gets an answer to that like 
<laughs> that was their just one of those. Clothes were shredded, and they have they like kiss marks lips, all lipstick over their marks on their face. And I don't know yeah. what was that appealing about those. I call them lady clowns. I think these were just two very horny dudes. Yeah, <laughs> and it's yes. no no justification <laughs> other than they were there and they were willing. They just <laughs> so. they just know how to party. <laughs> Um, another scene I had that we should talk about, I, I have it, the boxing scene. Oh, <laughs> this is, such, is it an I, I didn't, with the motorcycle not a biker game? gang and at least yeah, the, one scene? <laughs> the motorcycle okay. gang, yeah. Okay. So, I have that too. I didn't notice until like I went on IMDb that the, the guy, his name is Slug, the biker. That's right. So just, yeah. just an all-time, that's a cool Very 80s perfect. biker name. <laughs> yeah, and he goes, can I take a ride in your bike? And the clown's like, no and then he goes can i beep the horn the clown says yes and then for some reason he just smashes his bike up it just your 80s movie bully should have let him ride the bike yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then just just get this guy in the ring because he, he jumps up comes down with boxing gloves and then punches slug one time and just knocks his head clean off just a funny death scene so I, I thought good. i was really surprised there i'm like oh wow <laughs> punched his head right off clean off right into the garbage can so it was like it was good boxing it was good basketball ability my man's an Same. athlete he was, he was he was he was pretty good might be a good archer as well it's it's such a good i mean the killer brothers are they've been in animation forever and 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 effects forever and well we talked a little bit about the imdb you know page but one of the things that you notice is like these guys have worked on all sorts of stuff they're not this was kind of their only film but that animation stuff the clowns the, the head getting knocked off the you know the effects like this is what these guys did and it shines even in those yeah. tiny little moments <laughs> steven kyoto i was looking i was looking through his, his resume and the, you, you're right Glenn. this was I, I believe the only motion picture that they directed, yeah. but he, he was the puppet supervisor on a, on a lot of movies, including team America world police. Right. So he was the guy who got to oversee puppets having sex in that movie, which, which, Are which you was surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie, have you seen team America? Jackie's no, like giving us a little side no. eye while okay. we talk about this. <laughs> I was not expecting to hear that. <laughs> so good movie. It was from the the creators of South Park. I, I recommend maybe oh, okay. that'll be something. Yeah, walk in prepared. Know what you're yeah. walking into. <laughs> so yeah, maybe that'll be a future project. But uh, anyway, back back to this one. Um, yeah. So the boxing scene, and then I have the the scene. I think everything else I have written down here in scenes is, is just strictly kills uh, the where the clown kills the old, the group of old people with the, the shadow puppets with the shadow puppets. I thought that was kind of clever. <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I was, I was like, sure. Bad, this is but... absurd. I didn't know they could do this on the wall. And it was the, the like patriotic theme. And you're like, <laughs> this is so amazing. I yeah. <laughs> I mean, this yeah. movie throughout, like there's that, like, there is a literal moment when in the beginning and, and Mooney says uh, he, he title drops what killer clowns from outer <laughs> space. And I went, yes, they the title. on top. Yeah. You always got to know when you put the movie title in, <laughs> you work the title. You know, in. it's good when they say the title. <laughs> uh, and, well, and of course, I mean, you did the old people, the acidic pies, the, the oh, guard outside that, the yeah. park and then the acidic pies and you're like oh my gosh these guys just 
they they thought of every clown motif you can think of and then they said how can we make this a weapon and it every time i was like yes 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 because some of the some of their things weren't weapons because when before he kills mooney he shoots him with a uh like a flower, a flower water gun. Right. And that, that was just water. So I said, okay, some of their things are just pranks. And at first I thought the pies were a prank as well. Right. And, that, and then all of a sudden you see smoke coming at him like, no, no, these pies were acid. And then he we, takes a big cherry and puts it right on top. And then he puts it on top. <laughs> yeah. And then you see his arm, you see the guy's arm, is, which is now a skeleton just hanging off oh. the side. So yeah, brutal. It was hilarious, but also pretty shitty way to die. Oh my gosh. And which leads me to like, and you know, I'm not gonna go plot plot holes, but I'm gonna go plot hole here. Well, yeah, yeah. The, the very the very last scene is uh Mike Tobacco, uh Dave and Debbie. They just get pelted with they pies at the end and the then face. Yeah, yeah. Everything's everything's fine. all everything yeah, they're fine, everything's all good. They just start playing the, the theme music again. And I was like, shouldn't they be dead or severely disfigured? There was a whole, I, I mean, this is trivia for later, but there was a whole thing where a producer basically said, this has to have an upbeat ending. And I was like, why? Yes. Like, why though? <laughs> I mean, we're already <laughs> at this point. It's funny, but it, it, just let them die. It's okay. Well, I guess these characters have to live and, and we're going to get into this oh, in yeah. case well, there's ever, hold. in case there's ever a sequel right. it, that's been in development for 32 years. It's on the fans, according to Stephen. It's on the yeah. fans. <laughs> Glenn's yeah. right, though. I was reading about that, and they actually went with the second ending where Dave lives. I believe in both endings, the Terenzi brothers survive, yeah. but it was too much of a downer, they decided, for the end of the film. So they let Dave survive, and they used that cut for it right yeah i mean and i think i think that's that kind of leads into the whole um i i wonder if this would have the same appeal if it didn't have the campy happy ending like if it was a morbid ending where pretty much everybody died i don't think i would have walked away going huh fun film i probably would have walked away like well that sucked <laughs> yeah i don't maybe think so movies, movies like that where it's just you know you're gonna leave sad just aren't Aren't, aren't films that usually are like rewatched, even if it's like 30 years later? I, a million dollar baby immediately comes to mind as a best picture winner, but the ending was just leaves you feeling so down. And that's a Clint Eastwood directed right. film. Just who, who talks about million dollar baby 15 years <laughs> later? I but mean, we're and, talking, about... yeah, go ahead, go on. No, I, I just I think you're putting that in the same breath as an, a movie that used a balloon animal dog as a tracking dog. <laughs> <laughs> like, how do you? How do you how do you look at a movie that has that and go, well, it should really have a bummer ending. Like we need to bring <laughs> everyone down to end this movie. All right. So that's all I have for scenes. Either of you have any any scenes or we transition to according to the internet. I have to point out when wh who's the main who's the main boyfriend guy? Is that Mike, Mike Tobacco? Mike, Mike Tobacco. Okay. He I like the point where he's trying to describe, I think to the Terenzi brothers, what is going on with these clowns. And he's like, there's clowns going around killing people. And tonight, Debbie and I were on the top of the world and we followed a spaceship and there were these clowns. They were trying to turn people into <laughs> cotton candy cocoons and they were shooting popcorn guns and there's a circus spaceship, but it's not there anymore. And 
I'm like, wow, you just summed up the whole movie right yeah, here. Right. Do I have to keep watching or did I get the plot? I, I got the gist. I, I can turn it off now. Well, and then and then you're like, when they did the popcorn and I'm like, well, that's silly. And then I think at some point I went, okay, what is the popcorn going to turn into? What's it going to yeah. turn into? And it becomes these horrifying little clowns. They like, were scary. Holy Freaky. cow. One comes out of the freaking toilet. Like, yeah. Oh, they, oh. No. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Yeah, and then she scary, unleashes the, ones. the power of Aquanet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Don't ever say spray cans can't make a difference. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Mm. That was great. All right. So oh. on that note, oh, we got one? I've, I've got another one. Okay. Yeah. I thought... The, there was this parade of clowns. Oh, I have that. Yeah, I have that right now. And down. they have like a snowplow type thing where they're vacuuming up their cotton candy right. messy kills. <laughs> and it seemed like they were just going around into random apartments because you see them in like window. You see them hanging out in windows, just throwing out cocoons from the window. So they, they must have been just telemarketing, just just going door to door, <laughs> just killing there people. There were more we clowns see that a than bit. we thought. Yeah, yeah, they're they're proactive. These guys. I mean, oh, I, I mean, oh, God, that makes me think of not only cleaning up, but the moment when the clown takes the crazy straw and drinks from the cocoon. But the crazy <laughs> straw is legitimately like five feet long. <laughs> that was like, an impressive crazy straw. It was. I, I, I noticed that, that too. I was like, very impressive. Disturbing that reminded me <laughs> when when I was a kid, you would. Um, they had little pieces of straw in boxes of cinnamon toast crunch. And oh. uh, Glenn, you remember this? Yeah, thing? and you could get them, Wait. and like eventually you could make your own, um, um, like basically build your own crazy straw. Yeah, yeah. So, but you could you you would get like two pieces in a box of cinnamon toast crunch, but then you could mail in the UPCs. If you mailed in like four UPCs, they would mail you back like four pieces of straws. Mm. So like I would wait. My straw was like forty feet long. It was, it was, it was, it was really long. But I found out the hard way that if you try to drink orange juice through such a long straw, by the time it gets to you, it just it tastes awful. So there was really, there was really nothing that you can drink except water that would be, that wouldn't taste like shit by the time it got forty feet from the straw to you. But it, it was fun building it. Brilliant and I did marketing. Th- I did think of this. Brilliant marketing. <laughs> I think they had to do that in that scene to make it slightly less gory. I, yeah. I think you're right. Horrible. Yeah. Like, it was hard to watch a little bit, but I'm like, oh, twisty straw. <laughs> it's <just laughs> kind of funny. No, it's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> if you take anything away from this listener, take away that crazy straws can make any horror movie just a little less. <laughs> All right. All right. So we're going to take a quick break and then we'll do according to the internet. All right. According to the internet. So I, I have a few here, but first we talked about the montage of killing earlier where Mm. the clowns killed the the girl through the pizza box. And then the the woman through the Valentine, those scenes were added later because the studio wanted more shots of the clowns killing people. So these these were later additions. And also the pharmacy scene, as we we talked about, extends through almost the whole movie. That was also uh, additional parts were added to that because it was we I think we talked about this in other movies we've done. They the studio wanted more gore. Sure. Essentially. So this sure. was this was an, an addition. 
That's kind of interesting because those seem a little bit cut and pasted in there, but yes. it also fits <clears throat> at the same time. I didn't right. find it inappropriate. No, no, it, it went with the movie. It, yeah, this this wasn't The Godfather, so it was just you know. Just, <laughs> it was. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, my mistake. Now I understand. We're gonna start over. I was talking about the wrong movie the whole time. <laughs> so the clown goes and gets the gun from the bathroom, and then uh, Marlon Brando walks in. No, um, <laughs> no, I you know, Dave, you made a comment at the very beginning uh, that I that I found fascinating, which is like this feels like a montage of scenes or like a kind of a picture a set of scenes around a core story and i absolutely agree with that the thing that fascinated me was the whole time i really didn't care like yeah so many times i watch movies like that Mm -hmm. and i'm just like okay you know what is the idea or okay the idea was there but that scene didn't do it and in this one i was like nah they told you what it was they set it up for what it was going to be and it delivered for 86 minutes like through the very end credits i was like heck yeah like i'm i'm in it even if it's sort of terrifying at points like i'm i'm here i like this movie you know and i found that awesome for kind of a disparate set of scenes so yeah definitely um so that was either of you have an internet thing i mean i oh sorry go ahead jackie oh it's okay it's okay you can go fun <laughs> no i just was i was just i i mean i think we all do this but i was going through like different reviews on different websites like amazon you know like this movie because it's a cult following and honestly doesn't get i think a ton of traction outside of those circles like either people love it or they hate it right like um one of the first reviews on amazon was a guy talking about how he was afraid the 4k transfer was gonna (laughs) ruin the quality like because the dvd quality was not great and he was afraid Uh that if it was done in beautiful 4k that it would actually make the movie look awful (laughs) okay and i kind of was i was fascinated by that because i'm like that is someone who loves the movie going, please don't ruin the thing I love by making it better, right? Like that tells you everything you need to know about this movie. But even I'm going like, it's not great, but I could see myself just what I could see myself watching this every year at Halloween just for the heck of it. Like get a group of friends, have some, well, maybe not popcorn, but like, you know, decide <laughs> on an appropriate treat and enjoy yourself. Like it's meant to be, silly fun and part of that for me is you know i read reviews like that i had a you know another one i had a killer time watching this um classic campy movie you know and i thought how wonderful that something that is clearly a passion project a project of creative endearment to the topic becomes this and really could never be recreated simply because it's so specific to what it is so yeah i don't think you could remake that this these days or even just make it in these times just the time period and you know even something like the film quality that's a really interesting comment from that person and i feel like it's like i like listening to records um and i like the sound i like the sound that the the richness and the fullness and some of the crackling that the records mm-hmm. produce when you listen to them it's and it's different when you listen on a cd it's just not the the same experience so i can really relate to what that person is saying there and that's a really interesting point yeah uh, did you have did you have another jackie yeah i have some more stuff sure. i want to circle back to those pies okay. because um glenn there's a practical effect that i think you'll um appreciate yeah um 
this. So when they were throwing pies at the guy, it was it's actually, I guess, kind of painful to have a whole pie pan thrown at your face. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I wouldn't have thought, but they had to develop um, a, like a mitt to go over your hand that stuck on the back of the pie plate so that the only the pie would be hurdled at the person instead of the whole pie pan That's repetitively so cool. slamming people in the face. <laughs> <laughs> so oh. I thought that was clever. Well, I yeah. mean, and you think about, I mean, uh, that leads me into this idea of like, there was no CGI in this movie. They didn't have the money for it. They, right. they didn't have, honestly, I'm sure the time this movie was made with practical effects and a bit of stop motion and stuff like that fascinates me because you go, you don't do that if you're trying to make money from your movie. You do that because you love the movie you're making. <laughs> so, right, and and you and you said that perfectly. This was clearly a passion project from from these three guys, and hopefully, maybe one day we'll get to see their sequel, which I guess we could segue into into now. Um, this has been there's been a sequel to this movie in development for the last 33 years and there's just a ton of internet stuff i'm not going to cite every single thing i read but um in 2012 it was greenlit and then ungreenlit and then there was a series in development on sci-fi <laughs> that fell apart so really? Stephen kyoto yeah so Stephen kyoto said in an interview i believe this was from four years ago said in an interview we have we have plans for a trilogy actually a four-part because it's a trilogy and a tv series and he goes we're shopping that around and if anybody wants to get in on it they can this is on imdb right now as the sequel to killer clowns as in development so you can take that for i'm sure there's a ton of things in development that probably never get made will we or won't we i i i can't who am i to say but i mean if, if there was a sequel to this I, i'd be there I th I yeah, mean I'd I I'd, I'd give I'd the sequel a chance. I don't know if I'd give a TV series. <laughs> yeah. A chance. yeah, I don't there's know about eight that. Eight to ten episodes of this, like, uh... yeah, I know because there's a there's a Chucky series on Sci-Fi because I think oh, Sci-Fi bought all these. They bought they bought the rights to Child's Play, Critters, and Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Sure. So uh, this is according to the internet. It could, it could be bullshit, but there is a Chucky series, and they did make a Critters movie, and they have the rights to Killer Clowns. I don't know. There is a Chucky TV series and I adored child's play as a kid and I haven't watched one episode yet. I don't know if I will. So I same, same as you, Jackie and Glenn. I don't know if, if I would give my time to a killer clowns TV series. I'd also be hard pressed to lose the practical side of this, right? Because I feel like if it became a big budget mm -hmm. thing or a TV show, they'd really have to go with the CGI or the computer animation simply for the sake of practicality. And I think you'd lose something really unique if that happened. Um, now, right. I'm not saying that's, I'm not saying that would happen. I'm saying I think that would be the case. So, so you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be on, on killer clowns with iPads and, I'm, well, you know, I mean, the think about the fact that they're, I mean, their ship is a circus tent or looks like a circus tent. All of their controls are like children's toys. They have a ball pit in one room and a crazy <laughs> walkway in another. Like, you're like, look, there's something genuinely 
childlike and funny about this while it's legitimately terrifying. I'm getting very passionate about this movie and I'm very surprised by that. So forgive me, but <laughs> no, I'm fascinated by this idea of like, holy cow, what would 2021 killer clowns look like? And I'm not sure that I'm not sure that I would like that. I mean, I want to see it if it happens, obviously, but I'm not sure that I would like that. Yeah, you're right. You Maybe see, some things are just better left in the 80s. I think you guys are right. I would miss those grizzled clown masks. Oh my god, so like, good. Those, that was so some good. decent practical work. I mean, I I don't exactly like the of the, the <laughs> right. makeup and it was like really flaky. So that was kind of bothering me. But the teeth yeah. were oh really seriously bothersome. And the teeth they were terrifying. Yeah. Well, and they said something yeah. like this was one of the first times that a clown had teeth on screen like that was not like a fun clown like a like a silly child's clown but like like to be terrifying and to be clowns and they had teeth and then it the book had come out beforehand but it the it the series the miniseries had come out later right so like to have these clowns with teeth would have been just like i i imagine quite horrifying to look at so you know. <laughs> and disturbing all right i got <laughs> I got one more internet fact, but did either of you have anything? I do have one. Cool. Just kind of a fun little nod. Shooting the clowns in the nose to kill oh them gosh, so is is apparently a nod to zombie movies. Yes. Where you can, when you shoot a zombie in the brains, it kills them. It right. explodes. And so that's um, maybe where some of that inspiration was coming from when they were shot in the nose and i thought that was really goofy at first yeah, right. but i'm like okay yeah yeah i, I like that that'll work i wrote yeah, down I don't have to... oh sorry ahead, i said no, i wrote down ahead. um um well shoot them in the nose duh <laughs> like, clearly <laughs> that was the answer the whole time <laughs> yeah yeah i was gonna yeah i, I was gonna Obviously. paraphrase yeah but the direct the director i think or it was his brother one of the kyotos said it was like yeah simple concept you shoot a zombie in the brain he dies you stab the clown in the nose they die simple yeah paraphrasing but i, I had i had the quote written down somewhere yeah just very they, simple concept they killed clown clownzilla with just the poke of right. a police um badge yeah the back of the pin just boop. yeah well, what was it you know so so it's fascinating um i got to do a little bit of circus work back when i was training really? years ago and when you go into clown class on the first day and this is fun little tidbits for anyone who's ever curious about what it's like to be a performer full-time um <laughs> you walk into clown class and on day one they give you a nose. That's it. That's all you get. You get a red nose, and they're because that's the point. Like that's the start of comedy for that form of physical comedy. It's like the red nose is where you start. So like it is iconic as a symbol of the clown. Is iconic as a symbol of the the you know that form of comedy. And so the idea of like their noses represent their ability to stay alive. I, I just thought it was wickedly cool that that was the, also the homage, the zombie homage, the idea of like, take their nose away, take the cloud away. Absolutely. <laughs> one, I, my last one. And so in, so this, this has to do with uh, killer clowns, action figures. So in 2005, there was a company called, I don't know if it's S O T A or soda. It's spelled S O T A, 
they announced that they would start production of Killer Clowns action figures. And they only made one action figure in the Killer Clown series. And then this company was acquired by another company called Amec Toys, which stopped production of these figures altogether. So this action figure, this Killer Clowns action figure that was produced in 2005 is super rare now. So I looked it up on eBay and you could find these figures, but they go, they range from $400 to $800. Yeah. So if you, if you, if either of you really like this movie and you're like, yeah, I want, I want some memorabilia. Uh, Careful, you're gonna steal my trivia question now. Oh, did, did I? <laughs> Not yet. Tri- <laughs> oh, I, I, maybe I won't say the thing I was gonna say. Then I'll wait. I, there's um, there's another bit of uh, there's another thing you can get. It's sometimes available on Amazon. There's a there's a costume you can get. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm done. So there's no chance of me stealing your trivia. I, that was my last. Uh, that was my last internet thing. Either of you have anything? before we segue in the trivia i i i mean all of this all of these you know i i did typically when we when i prep for this you know discussion with you guys i i will go into google and i'll just type the name of the movie and i'll see what comes up right like so you get the imdbs the rotten tomatoes the amazons the you know all the typical pages right and i'm used to at the very least getting some like solid review sites like roger ebert or you know like sites for like hey parents should you let your kid watch this killer clowns has none of that like those things I don't exist that. for yeah. this movie. It is all either people going, this movie sucks, which is actually quite rare, or sites of people who are like, where is my sequel? I want my sequel. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a lot of those. So I find that fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. This I... movie definitely has a large following. Go ahead, Jackie. I was noticing the same exact thing, Glenn. And when I went to... When I was Googling reviews for it, I noticed that Google had an average of four out of five stars for this. And I was really surprised at that high of a rating for this. But there there is a legitimate cult following to this. And I can see why. Mm -hmm. It's a fun film. Definitely. All right, cool. I think that'll do it for According to the Internet Trivia. Jackie, do you want to go first, or would you like me to? I'll I'll uh, I'll go first. All right, cool. first. We were talking about eBay a little bit. All right. There is currently an auction that has twenty five people watching a mint condition, unwrapped VHS tape sealed in its original plastic packaging. Okay. What is the current price? And don't don't look this up. Is it... I can see I can see Glenn. Glenn's Glenn's typing. I'm actually not. I, 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 I'm actually having a little weird monitor issue where it keeps blinking on me. But um, that has nothing to do with this. So it's an unwrapped okay. VHS tape of the movie on eBay, and you want to know the bidding price? I do. I have three choices for you. Okay. Okay. Um, Dave, I'll start with you. All right. Uh, is it one? Five hundred ninety-nine dollars, two seventy-five dollars, or three uh, thirty-seven thousand five hundred dollars. Holy shit! I will meet in the middle there, and I'll go five ninety-nine. Okay. Can I get those one more so time? Get yes. Um, one five hundred ninety-nine dollars, mm-hmm. two seventy-five, or three 
37500 Man, I really want to Bob Barker this and go like $600 just to one-up Dave. Um, but I'm going go to go for the big one. I'm going to go for the $37,000. I think that's completely feasible. <laughs> Glenn, you are right. Wow. Oh, my God. And there's 25 watchers on this. I don't know how that one works out. Wow. And also, like, you know that that person doesn't own a VHS player. They're just doing this for the sake of, like, they just look what I have. Shelf. <laughs> that's that's another addition for when you know when when spotify signs our podcast first it's going to be i'm going to i'm going to buy zoom premium so we don't <laughs> we don't have to cut out at 40 minutes and then i'm just yes. I'm, and then i'm just going to have the vhs of killer clowns behind me instead of this this map of the country it'll just be that it's going to be a blank wall i'm just going to tape it to the wall my vhs yeah, un, unopened <laughs> yeah Goals. I want to buy the $37,000 VHS. Buy the tire from rubber and really just go <laughs> I have some right. other fun listings on there that I can share with you. Sure. Um, you can buy Killer Clowns Soda. It's still in production. So if you're not used to waiting, you, you have to wait. Okay. That's what the seller disclosed. And it's $39.99 for a pre-order. I don't know if this is for a six-pack or for a single can. Did they say what? Like, Unclear. What's, it, what's the soda comparable to? Is it like Pepsi or is it orange soda root beer? Not specified. Okay. All right. Just, it, we're just winging yes. it. Okay. But $40, possibly $40 a can. Well, I'm going to see. I'm going to go to my mom's <laughs> house and see if I have my long, uh, my long straw still. If she, didn't, she didn't throw out my. I mean, I'm going to buy some of the soda and see how it tastes through my 40 foot straw. Steve, I also have another thing for the wall. All right. Um, there is a 30th anniversary concert poster for Killer Clowns that okay. is $900. Wow. Okay. But there are 11 watchers, so you better hop on that. All right. So it's Start like those bids. The article is going to be like Spotify picks up was it that bad podcast but somehow dave, dave has no money he has no money to go anywhere one of the hosts is mysteriously homeless after he, reached but he just carries this vhs tape with him around everywhere does any does anybody want to zoom i can zoom all day oh, all right so here's 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 my trivia it is multiple choice so in doing research, I found that there are a lot of movies with clowns as the antagonists, uh, a lot of obscure ones. And most of these I hadn't heard of until yesterday. So I'm going, I'll lead this one off for Glenn. So they, I'm going to give you five movies. Yeah, five. These are five movies where the clown, a clown is the antagonist. One of them I made up. Okay. All right. So we have Clown House from 1989, Funland from 1987, Psychotic Jesters from 2013, Dead Clowns from 2004, and Stitches from 2012. Which of these is a fake movie? I mean, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Funland is the fake movie. Funland's the fake one. Okay, Jackie. Do any of those titles have clowns spelled with a K? <laughs> they don't. They're, they're all the ones with clowns in them are spelled properly. Okay. Okay. Just double checking. 
Um, I'll just say dead clowns to say something different. Dead clowns. Okay, you're both you're both incorrect. Oh. Uh, psych- psychotic jesters was the one I made <laughs> Gee, up. That one oh. felt like it could be that a felt legit. Kind of legit. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I don't even remember. We did a similar question when we did um, rubber with Gail. And we talked about inanimate objects. And my, I think my fake movie title wasn't as good as this one because Gail got it like right away. She was like, yeah, that, that's a fit. That's not a real movie. So I guess I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting better at making my fake movie titles. Nice. Uh, just a little fun tidbit on that one. That movie clown house from 1989 has a young Sam Rockwell in it. And that, that was the only one of these films that had anyone of note. I did watch all the trailers and that was a fun 10 minutes of my life <laughs> that I'm, I'm never going to get back. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there are, and there, I could have put like 50 more movies here. There are a lot of movies with clowns, with evil clowns. That's, I guess, I don't want to say popular genre because I had never heard of these movies, but I think they, they're an easy target. I think it's easy to say, oh, this clown is legitimately terrifying. And then oh, you yeah. watch the movie and it's just kind of, eh, whatever. Yeah, but a couple of these, a couple of these were, be- it was 1990, the Tim Curry it. And a couple of these were before that. Yeah. And I guess, I guess it kind of, after that, everybody wanted to make a movie about a scary clown. But yeah. All right. So, all right. I, I got you both. That, that rarely happens. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> I haven't heard of any of those. So, I mean, that makes Yeah. Me- yeah. <laughs> neither have I. And I'm guessing in a couple of days, I will forget they exist as well. <laughs> he's not going on a clown bitch, Jackie. He's, he's going <laughs> to say he's had his film. We need we need movies for I'm next good. October. <laughs> the the Funland Pod is coming. <laughs> uh, Glenn, what's what's something good you watch this week? Oh, uh, well, we uh, I'm trying to think here. Um, we are. I, I'm currently watching um, Schmigadoon on Apple TV. I've seen the commercials. Uh, it's it's pretty fun. It's definitely more for the musical fans, I think, who can kind of go like, oh, this is, you know, that musical is being referenced or that one is. Um, I I think it's funny. Uh, and, it and, you know, Apple TV, of course, comes through again, does their thing. Um, but it's largely about these two normal people who get trapped in a very, you know, they, they get trapped in a world that is a musical. And it's an homage to those musicals, but it's Lauren Michaels. Lauren Michaels did 30 rock. He did, um, um, SNL, SNL, you know, obviously. Uh, so, I mean, it's that kind of humor on top of it. So, uh, Kristen Chenoweth is in it. Uh, Keegan, Michael key, um, uh, Jane Krasan, uh, I always say, I always say her last name wrong. Uh, Jane Krasansky, um, from 30 rock from 30 rock you know so they're there uh and it's it's definitely worth a check out if you even laugh at musicals once in a while so that's what i see i see the commercials all the time when i'm watching apple and i, I was turned off by a musical yeah and I, was, I was like okay musical maybe and i just i just skipped this one but i might it's quick i think decision. it's a half an hour and i think we're okay i think i'm five episodes in and there's like six or eight you know it's pretty fast um I would say, uh, you know, in, in terms of just like something to have on, I don't know that it's like crazy, crazy good like some of the other stuff, but it's definitely, it's definitely fun to watch. I'm looking at this cast now, and Jane Krakowski, as you mentioned, she's also in Dickinson, another, yeah. another, another Apple show. They seem but... to have done that. They seem to have um, kind of across the board 
uh, scored a lot of actors to repeat performances throughout their shows, which is great. Um, the other, of course, the other one was I finished. I don't know if this was last week or the week before Ted Lasso season okay. two. I finished that and I had solid all the way through. I mean, absolutely still one of the best shows on TV currently in my mind. So. Oh, love yes. Ted Lasso. Definitely. Uh, Jackie, what's something good you watch this week? I watched the James Bond movie Skyfall. Oh, oh yeah, great. Um, the week before, we watched Casino Royale. And Casino Royale is actually in my top 10 movies. I Okay. I love you that movie. Argue it. Yeah. Skyfall is not at that same level, but I love Daniel Craig as Bond. I think he does a really great, I don't want to say stoic, face for this but um there's so much growth for his eventual character in these films that make him a lot more human and that makes him more impressive of a character to me he's not a superhero he doesn't have a million superhero gadgets that just happen to come in handy Uh. and um so it's it's really neat to see his progression um I don't like all of these films, uh, all of these Bond films that Daniel Craig has done, but these would be my my top two. And uh, I love the theme song for this. I'm not a huge Adele fan, but it, it really hit the nail on the head. It's a good compilation with a Bond theme. And mm. it was such an enjoyable, it was a, a rewatch. Um, and we're trying to prep for the new Bond movie that's been released no time to die sure. i haven't gotten to see yeah I'm ready, yeah so I'm, I'm curious about that um but i think we're probably going to wait till that's streaming anyway. okay wow. so, go ahead yeah sorry yeah yeah i was i was really it, that was a pleasant watch and i've also been watching you oh yes. yeah mm-hmm and I don't know. I know this show is a guilty pleasure. No, I don't no, it's know. Not. It's good. It's actually pretty good. <laughs> well, I, was, I have in my notes here, I'm like, I can't decide if it's trashy or not. <laughs> it's because it walks that fine line, though, right? Like, there's there's certainly, I think probably when it was first on, it, it, it had more of that. But, you know, like, I normally despise shows like that. And honestly, mm-hmm. the main guy, honestly, the main couple now, the, the two, um, their characters, Joe and Love, like, stupid names, but what a freaking compelling story for, for anyone. I, I mean, like, this is a little weird, but like, for anyone who's been in a relationship, like, you kind of look at it like, this is the extremist extreme version of that. <laughs> but talk, wow, about, talk right? about strife and having to deal with strife, you know? So the, talk about stress. Yeah, right. I'm, like, no. <laughs> right. I'm not, I'm not advocating problems. murder to anyone listening, and I'm certainly not advocating that you do what they do. I'm just <laughs> fascinated not. by this idea of like, oh, I actually kind of recognize that problem. And this isn't how I would deal with it, but I recognize that. Yes. <laughs> what a great way to talk about dealing with that problem. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yes, we we are an anti-murder podcast. <laughs> please please i'm seriously not advocating for their methods i don't don't endorse this i hereby disavow murder (laughs) but i do i do avow the show you i think it's actually worth a watch (laughs) if you're into the kind of gritty murder drama like a bit soap opera-y at times feel like i totally dig it actually right 
And you both had said guilty pleasure or good show. I think it's somewhere in the middle. Yeah, of, it's of not those like, yeah. It's not something that I'm gonna like go to my like, you must watch this. Like I will tell people to you must watch Ted Lasso. I'm not gonna tell people you must watch you. No, no. <laughs> if you like it, great. It's gonna be a good show. If you don't, it's really okay. <laughs> right. If you don't watch you, watch Succession. That's that's what. Oh my gosh! Such a... <laughs> stop! It's you every week. Did you guys watch Succession this week? Did you watch Succession? This week? <laughs> hey guys, new Succession trailer dropped today. Oh, by the way, Succession four is coming. Everybody excited, and I'm like, I'm working my way through. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. This is just a little... come join the movie group. You'll see what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right. So October is usually the month where I'm not a big horror fan. Um, I love the Halloween movies, but in general, it's, it's like my least favorite genre. So I use October to kind of watch horror movies that have been quote unquote on the list, but I haven't gotten to yet. So I watched the exorcist three. I don't know if either of you have seen this. I, I've seen the original, like, okay. You know. Okay. So two is largely considered to be one of the worst sequels ever. And I've never seen it just because the re- but three was kind of a standalone. There are connections to the original. I, I really liked it. This three has gotten really good reviews, and I watched I watched that uh, yesterday. Huh. It was with George C. Scott and Brad Dorif played the villain in this, the voice of Chucky from the Child's Play movies, and it was really good. It had a, a Samuel L. Jackson cameo. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this was nineteen ninety, so he wasn't really that big of a name yet. So. It was it was viable that he could be in this movie for ten seconds. Um, I, Glenn, are you a sports person? Oh yeah, I mean, okay. I know, I'm not like gonna tell you the exact statistics of every player on the field, but I follow enough to know like. The... I will. Pat, Patrick Ewing was actually in this movie. What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh no! I think it was his only the he was he's the former center of the New York Knicks, and he was. Arguably the best center in the the NBA. Basketball, from... Jackie. Basketball. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to ask you to be on the the sports podcast. <laughs> that is okay. <laughs> but yeah, so I saw The Exorcist three. It had been uh, positively reviewed from everything I've read. Glad I got a chance to check it out. It was re- really good. Georgie Scott from uh, just a whole ton of shit. He was, he was in Patton, Dr. Strangelove, just a lot of cl- classic, really good movies. Great actor. And I like this movie. Also, I am zipping through the morning show, the the new season. I didn't get on it right away. It's a hard time, man. I'm, I'm with you. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, I'm for, I, I think they've aired seven or eight of the new season and it'll be 10 episodes, but we're getting into a, a place right now where we're in February, 2020 in the show. And I'm sure we've got, yeah, oh. you're rolling your eyes, Glenn. I, I, I know why. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. So I, I'm, I don't know how to say this without being triggering. I'm really not for, I don't want to see COVID in my movie and TV shows. I've lived through COVID. Same here, man. Also, what story are you going to tell me? Like the thing that the thing is like, I actually kind of was okay with the idea of like, okay, here's a show that is set in our world. So COVID is a factor that they're addressing, but the closer they've gotten to it, I have just spent the entire time going like, we all, like you said, I lived through it. I know what happened. I can't fathom what story you're going to tell me that has to do with the central idea of the morning show, at least as it's been so far, that has anything that I care about 
at this point. I don't, I'm being very so we're, so we're at a point in the show now where there's like one news reporter who's kind of like just talking to like his bosses. He's like, you know, we really should be talking about this more. And everyone's just kind of like laughing him off. And it's like, okay, great. You kind of roll in your eyes. You know where this is going. And they're showing like footage of Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston doing their, their morning show. And there's like a little thing at the bottom line. It's like four people quarantined after catching COVID in North Carolina. All right, cool. We know what's happening. And I'm guessing by the end of the season, we're just going to be, everyone's going to be wearing masks and it's going to be like full blown panic. This is set in New York city. So it's, I love this show. I, but I'm also yeah. struggling because, like, obviously, season one, I don't want to, I won't give away too much on this because I, if there are people who haven't seen it, season one was actually very good. Um, but the forest fire bit of season one, the idea yeah. of like that was the major event that they were capturing. But then it parlays itself into the actual story that they're trying right. to tell. Whereas this one, I'm like, okay, like, I'm, I'm just not there with you yet. Maybe I will, but I'm not there with you yet. So, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I'm not, this isn't, a thing that's going to make me stop watching it but just like all right um i know that not not to beat a dead horse here but succession has made <laughs> i'm sorry i had to segue with the low-hanging fruit but succession has has said they've they've actively made the decision not to cover covid in the show so we're not going to get any any okay. covid episodes and those people are also like absurdly wealthy <laughs> they probably just would skip it anyway they'd be like all right i'm retreating they probably already had the vaccine in March 2020. This has been in development ever since we heard it might be a problem. Don't worry. <laughs> you know, it's funny. They briefly mentioned um, COVID in you. Too, yeah, okay. But I think it was at a point where maybe there was a more positive outlook because yeah. they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we had COVID, right? And la, 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 got through it. And that's it. So you briefly mention it. But I was okay with that. I'm gl- I'm glad to glaze over that. Like you said, we're we're living it. Well, yeah, yeah. We'll see. I need I, to escape from that. I'm not. Right. I'm not totally like against what the morning show is doing. I'm just at this point. I think I'm three episodes into the season, season two, and I'm kind of like dragging, which always tells me I'm not as interested right. in what they're doing. Because mm-hmm. like I will complete a show even if it's the worst thing I've ever seen. Because once I start it, I'm going to finish it. But in this case, I'm like. I just, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to, I don't know if I'm going to. Yeah. Say, kind of the same with, with like Ted Lasso. I was on Apple Friday morning at midnight. Yeah. I, I was like, okay, new episode. Let's go. These I'm just, we're, we're six or seven aired already. I'm only three or four in. So it's not like a priority watch. And now the fact that I know what's inevitably coming. All right. Yeah. I'll, I'll get to this when I'm, yeah, I almost kind of wanted him to truth bomb it at the end. Like, here we are, season, 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 boom, COVID, and that's it. That's like the end of season two, and you're like, oh, okay. So yeah. now we'll get into the, you know. But anyway, it is what it is. Okay. Uh, Glenn, where's someplace people can follow you? Uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter and Instagram uh, at Glenn Thompson uh, 11 on Facebook at Glenn Thompson Creator. Uh, if you're in the Chicago area, uh, I just had a show open this week. Um, they're doing Hamlet at uh, the Frontier Space up on Thorndale Avenue for those who live in the city. Um, that's within Victus Theater. So uh, InvictusTheaterCo.com uh, is where you can get tickets. Um, and I did all the fight and violence and intimacy work on that. So it's it, awesome. Know, it's, it's good. Yeah, That's yeah, really I, cool. You posted a picture of that yesterday, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, been, I've been stumping it hard. I do my best to stump when I'm involved cool. in something. But um, definitely if you're in the area, 
yeah, do me do me a solid and go check it out because then they'll Excellent. bring me back from my work. <laughs> so. Cool, cool. Uh, Jackie, where are some place people can follow you? You can follow me on Instagram at JackieLynn99.5. Excellent. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DDEM2000. You can also follow this show on Instagram and Twitter at WasItThatBadPod. Um, if you could subscribe and rate us, that would be great. It would be helpful for getting other people to find our show. Uh, if you write a review, we'll read it on here. And also, if you want to talk about this movie or any other movie or show with myself, Glenn, Jackie, or a whole bunch of other people, you can join the Movie and Television Talk Facebook group. Just type that into a group search and we're the red cover photo. Jackie, what are we doing next week? We are watching Batman and Robin. Yes, I've got my Mr. Freeze puns all lined up. Surf oh, I can't sky. wait. Oh, That's, boy. <laughs> I'm trying to see if there's a That's way I fun. can respond to questions with just, if I could do the whole show, just Mr. Freeze puns, if I could answer every question. <laughs> so, uh, you guys I, I got a week to figure bring it out. back my nostalgia hard. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, cool. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Looking forward to next week. Glenn, thanks for joining us. Thank you. You got it, Jackie. Thank you. Uh, good pleasure as always. Everybody, Thanks. thank you very much for listening, and we will see you all next week. Bye, guys. Thanks, guys. Thank you.